the Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 10, How Dance Overcomes Adversity. Everyone and welcome to the Dancepreneuring Studio. I am Annette Bone, and this is the place where dance inspires life and business. We will be bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they will be sharing their stories, ideas, strategies, and tactics to move your life and business forward. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, this is Mike Kim from the Brand You Podcast, and you are listening to a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio, where dance inspires life and business with the one and only Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. Today's step to success is a process called mind mapping. Now, if you don't know what mind mapping is, it's a great way to capture notes, capture ideas, give a bird's eye view of a life or business project that you're working on. It's a great written and visual representation of what you're doing. It's a great way to collaborate. And so there are a ton of uses for mind mapping. And the easiest way to get started with mind mapping is to simply get out a piece of paper and a pen and start writing. That's the simplest way that you can get started with mind mapping. With technology, however, as you know, we have a ton of resources available and there are so many different tools that you can use for mind mapping and a lot of them are free. I'm going to recommend two. And if these two don't work, there are a ton others that you can find. What I would caution you on, though, is that when you find a tool, like with any tool you find that you want to use in your life and business, stick with that for a while, make it work for you so that it's simple and that you're not bogged down with the details of operating within that tool or that software or whatever it is. You want to make sure that that tool is serving you and you're not serving that tool by getting so bogged down with details and with trying to figure it out. You want to be progressing forward in your life project or your business project. So the two sources that I would recommend for mind mapping, one of them is called XMind, X-M-I-N-D, and you can find it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash zero one zero. And this is a great tool. It's available across all your devices. One of, one of the things I do like about it is one of many things is the themes, the colors, of course, but also that you can save it to your Evernote. So you know I'm a big fan of Evernote. So I love that option. Um, there's a free option. There are paid options as well. But even on the free option, you can save it to your Evernote. For uh, the other source that I would give you, it's completely free. It's called Coggle, C-O-G-G-L-E. And that is also a very simple open source mind mapping tool that you can use. And all you need is your Google account to get started. So go ahead and check out one or both of those XMind or Coggle, and I will link those on the show notes. Mind mapping is a great tool 
to implement the necessary actions so that you can progress in your life and in your business. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I'm going to share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the dancer's dialect is labonitation. Labonitation is a system of capturing movement on paper, and I think of it like dance hieroglyphics. It's another dance language that's on paper, and it's also like having a musical score, but it's for dance and for movement. And this was used to preserve the movement that was created by choreographers such as Paul Taylor, Bill T. Jones, Doris Humphrey, George Balanchine, and many others. And the Dance Notation Bureau has these works in labonitation form at their facility. One of the required courses in studying dance in college was labonitation. And I have to say, I did not do very well at this. <laughs> I found it to be very difficult at that time. And it's funny looking back now because I consider myself a pretty detailed person. And there is quite a bit of detail because it's like learning another language. I just didn't do well. I, I just didn't. I don't know what it was. I, maybe I just couldn't focus that well on it. I don't know. But anyway, it it's been preserved for so many years and it's just another way of preserving the art form. And luckily now with technology, this can also be done online as well as through video and other things. So I will link these on the show notes. Not that I think that you want to study labonitation, but I bring this up because I brought up mind mapping and the tool of capturing ideas and thoughts and having that system. So even in dance, there's this written system that is available on paper, online, and I also bring this up because it's important to have some sort of system to capture ideas, whether it is just on paper or it's online or whatever it is that works for you. But capturing that, capturing your ideas, having a system and having some cohesiveness and clarity to your life projects and your business projects will only help that progress so much more. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I'm excited to bring to you a recent conversation that I had with my good friend, Renee Harris. She's not only a dancer, but she's well accomplished in other areas and has overcome quite a bit of adversity. And I hope that you can learn and be inspired from her story. She has an MBA in global technology management and is also a project manager in the clinical research trial industry. She's a real estate agent and is also the author of The Silent Journey of a Single Woman, a personal poetic journal. I hope you enjoy and learn from our recent conversation. Let's go through your journey of writing your book and what kind of insight would you give to someone who wants to write a book? Okay. Well, the journey of writing my book, it started in December 2012 and it's um, basically a compilation of my life, things that happened to me. and. Also, it includes poems that I've originally wrote dated back to 2003. I'm still in awe about the that I actually finished the project, the book, and it was definitely a goal of mine years ago. 
but I never thought I'd ever finish it, you know? I envisioned that I would finish it, however, never thought I would find the time to basically align the timing. And now it's complete and I'm very happy about it. And it was definitely a journey. And the process, it took a lot of living as well as a lot of learning to just accomplish it. I actually, like I said, I've had to just live through this book and the the concept for it, it, it began basically with a simple outline. And I thought, well, just to write out 10 chapter titles first. And I thought the titles that were most important to me. And so I thought I wanted to also share those with women who were in my age range with great, great qualities and still single. And I thought that was very important to share. So at the time I was not in a relationship, still not in a relationship, but I wanted to just put my thoughts on paper just to inspire other single women just to dive deeper within themselves and to redefine their lifestyles. And as far as insight to someone who wants to write a book, I would tell them to start writing and just go at your own pace. Just take your time. And I only wrote when I felt like it, whenever I felt inspired. And eventually, my mom, she inspired me to just finish it. And and I did. It was definitely frightening. It was extremely frightening to basically put my personal life, snapshots of it, into a book to share with the world. But I truly felt that it was purposeful. It was needed for so many young women and that I know and I don't know. And it's definitely been a blessing to meet women, single, married, divorced, who really have enjoyed the book. So that's just a little snapshot of what the journey was kind of helped me get through writing the book, if I've answered your question. I think that's great. And as you're talking about this, I know that you wrote it from the perspective of a single woman, but I'm not single and I got just as much out of it. And I thought if I had this book when I was single, (laughs) it probably would have (laughs) saved me a lot of heartache, you know, and just having that perspective of the things that Mm -hmm. you've gone through, I think it's a great read for anybody, whether they're single, they're married, like you said, divorced, Mm -hmm. young, old, you have some great principles that you talk about. What kind of things inspired you when you were writing the chapters? Did you go away somewhere or were you in a coffee shop or how did you process all that? What kind of things did you do to help you get inspired to write the book? Well, it was actually around this time of the year. Like I said, it's in December. I was at home. My home is my zen. It is just my quiet space. It's my thinking place. It's just a private space where I've created and I am so at peace with myself. What happened was I was probably just lonely. I was just, you know, by myself and I was just kind of reflecting on my life. How did I get here at this point? And I just thought, you know, I have experienced a lot in my life at that time, I thought. And I said, well, you know what? I know I am not the only one who feels this way about Mm -hmm. being single, being, you know, just feeling like I am a wonderful catch for someone, you know, being someone with nice, great standards, values, loving, caring. I think I'm smart. You are very (laughs) smart. smart. (laughs) I agree. Very, very smart. And, and still just, no really sound relationships at the time and thought, you know, I'm just going to write about this. I'm going to write it down because I've always been writing since I was young. And I just thought, okay, if I'm going to write a book, how would I do it? And I just thought simply outline of the things that I thought were most important. And then 
I just thought I would just fill in the blanks. And that's how I started, like a simple outline. And I just thought about, okay, how do I feel if I was the reader? And then I also thought about, I like to read, but I am not an, I'm not an avid reader about like books that are very thick and very long. I like to read something short. I can get nuggets of information, something that I can reflect on and then go back later. So I thought that would be a good idea to just write just a quick brief book for young ladies who don't have the time, who, are, who have her working women or things like that, and just want to just have a pick-me-up to just a little inspirational book, because I love inspirational books. So, and I thought, okay, well, I have a lot of poems just laying around as well. And I thought, well, maybe I can somehow put this together. And so once I start to writing, I start thinking about the other poems that I had. And I went back to them and I said, you know what? These, when I just thinking about my foundation and my family and I started thinking about, okay, self-hate transformed into self-love and just maturing and developing my faithful relationship. I started think, thinking about and looking at old poems that I wrote. And I said to myself, well, you know, I thought that maybe I could somehow incorporate this. It just started to flow which I was happy about in result. And I think it came out as a, a nice piece of work. So I, I'm, I'm grateful for that and for all of the, the inspiration that came. Even though it was just a spare moment, but I felt that it was a great spare moment of time that I had. And then I just started to think about all the things and people who have inspired me, especially like music. Music is something I have. There's musical artists that I truly love that have totally inspired me. Dancing totally inspires me. Being creative, as I am very scientific at times, <laughs> but I also have this creative side that I just will not allow go to waste. And it's fun just being, having that artistic side as well and, and just being out of my comfort zone and doing something I've never done before. And then that's the excitement. And, and that's what in, and truly inspired me to write this book. I love how the length of it, like what you were talking about, it's a very easy but impactful read for people that are busy, for anyone. And I like the questions, the questions to reflect on at the end. And I like the poems in the beginning, being able to have one question to focus on. You don't have this long to-do list, which we already have in our lives, but just to like open a chapter, you look at the question, you're like, oh, okay, okay, that I could focus on that. Or, what, you know, what do I think about this? So I really liked the format of the, the chapters. And speaking of chapters, Chapter nine, it's entitled Influence and Separation. And you talked about music and dance and all the things that dance does for you. You want to talk a little bit about that and how your dance experience has helped you with the various challenges you've gone through? Absolutely. Let's see. Dancing, again, it's my lifeline. I don't know what I would do without dancing. I think I, I started dancing from when, as, when I was born. <laughs> And I just never stopped. <laughs> I'm not the greatest dancer, but I love it. I just, I love it. And it definitely helps me to relieve stress, number one. It helps me get through just my everyday challenges. And it totally uplifts my spirit in all facets of Renee. No matter what my life challenge is, whether if it's uh, regarding work, which can be very stressful, mm -hmm. <laughs> relationships, health issues for me. And I've been able to just dance through it all. And my biggest life challenge was going through the process of breast cancer and undergoing chemotherapy, which was definitely a challenge. And I had to stop writing the book at one point. And then I was encouraged enough to be inspired enough to continue to pick it back up and write through it. So just dancing through that 
in between my chemo visits, I had an opportunity. I just danced when I could. And although it was definitely, and I must say, it was extremely difficult during other times going through the whole cancer process, I managed to push through it and I just stayed positive. And that was my main objective was to stay positive. And I knew that I, and tell myself that I would get through this and I would, and I, I would be a champion of cancer, of breast cancer, and I am. So I must say that my dance community and my fellow dance friends such as yourself have really been a great support group for me and definitely helped me to become a more confident person. And I am truly grateful. And believe me, the confidence that I've gotten from dance, it's just all of my dance teachers that I've been able to dance with at many different levels and times in my life. I just, I love them all. And if I couldn't dance, I don't know what I would do. I I have no idea, but it (laughs) definitely has helped me through so many challenges in my life. And I'm so happy to share that with you. I so relate of being a dancer myself. Think, what would I do without it and how much it helps you in other avenues and other facets of your life? You have a whole chapter on it. Now with goal setting, like I know you've accomplished a lot. You've had a lot of great experiences. You've had a lot of challenges that you've overcome, but you've also had a lot of great experiences. And I think a lot of it I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that you are very intentional about goal setting. Can you talk about that and what has worked for you? Sure. I look at my goal setting process from a long-term perspective as well as a short-term perspective. I know, normally use the concept of mind mapping mm-hmm. to help me set my life goal. It's something that I picked up at work and I decided to apply it to my life. And what I do is I break out all of my goals in sections. If you can picture this, I I take a blank sheet of paper and in the center of it, I draw a circle and I write Renee's life plan. Then surrounding that circle, I create branches or lines, just draw some lines mentally, and they extend to maybe six, five or six additional circles. And I write within those circles the major departments of my life. For example, personal, finances, home ownership, career, investment, travel, and fun stuff. And from there, I create smaller branches from those little circles, and they list out things that I want to accomplish. And normally, I keep it, I pretty, I keep it simple, one, two, just three items at the most, because mm-hmm. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. And just for example, um, for personal things, to keep my purity promise to God or my finances, you know, to save a certain amount of money or just travel and fun stuff. And one thing I like to do is volunteer. And so I volunteer in different facets. I volunteer domestically here in the homeless community in Los Angeles. And I also volunteer internationally and doing conservation work and helping Spanish individuals improve on their English communication skills. So that is something that I have a passion for is volunteering as well. For me, I'm one of those individuals who, you know, I write down my vision. I make it plain. You know, I write it. I write it down. I like to see it. And then I'm able to just check things off once it's done and it's complete. I'm able to filter my brain and with a lot of information, whatever's going on. So I, it's just a process of filtering my brain, but I'm also setting my goals and then I'm checking them off and I'm completing them. And at the end of the year, I have like a you know self-accomplishment uh, meeting with myself. <laughs> 
And I just look, you know, I look over the span of the year and what I've accomplished. I write those things down. And if there are things that I did not accomplish, I don't worry. I just put it over to the next year. Or if I may change my mindset, because I am such a fan of reconditioning my brain, reconditioning my thinking process, because there are some things that when we were young, that was downloaded, information that was downloaded in our in our database, our brain, it was, you know, we were trained to learn things a certain way. But then you find out as you grow up, sometimes that information may not necessarily be a correct way or a different, a correct way to do things. So you have to learn to recondition yourself, rec- recondition your brain. And so your goals align with that change. And once my goals align, they may change. And so some of those goals may just, they're discarded and sometimes they may come back. But I don't pressure myself. I don't have that goal-setting stress, which I used to have years ago, but I've learned to just adjust and not put a timetable on completing goals. So that that way, it's less stressful. And you, I just take it one step at a time. And then 10 years later, you'll look in and I'll, you'll, I can I look at my goals and I'm thinking, wow, I never thought in a million years that I would even volunteer internationally. I never thought that. I never thought I'd even take my mom to volunteer with me too, encourage her to do some things like that as well. So I I'm such a, an avid for goal setting. It's it's something that helps complete me and helps me just continue to to challenge myself to do things and feel uncomfortable and then and then I will I'm able to expand my comfort zone and, and have fun at the same time. I think that's so important. And I think you, you've you said you've touched on some really important things about realigning based on what your current value system is and not being yeah. hard on yourself because it, it's yeah. really, I've, I've learned, it's such a journey. Uh, being an entrepreneur, being someone that wants to experience different things is that it's not going to be this straight static line that's necessarily A to B. Also, if um, you're going to attain something that that if you don't attain it by a certain timeline that you failed. And, and so it's taken me quite a while to learn that there are definitely variables. But it, yes. it, if you have a process, like you said, having the goals written down and being intentional about it, which is why I'm not surprised that you've achieved what you have. And I know you have so much more ahead of you. And this book is just the start. I really encourage people to read this book because it has a lot of great life lessons and also it just will get you to think about certain areas in your life, whether you've gone through what Renee has gone through or not. It's still a good read. And if people want to buy the book, obviously they can go to Amazon because your um, your book is there. Where else can they go and where else can people find you if they want to connect with you? The book is also, I believe it's on um, barnesandnoble.com as mm-hmm. well and you can find it there. Um, as far as connecting with me. I am on Twitter and I'm at Renee underscore I am and that's it. And then my silent journey at yahoo.com. If you want to just share your journey with me, that would be awesome. I, I love hearing from individuals as far as telling as far as explaining to me or sharing with me their life journey and how it's somewhat parallel to mine or or they were just able to be able to get a lesson just from my experience as far as my facebook page still working on that (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah so i'm still working on that but like i said i take my time i am in a i am not in a rush to do anything. And I feel that my book is timeless enough that I can just pick up and continue to fine tune it as well as 
just um, and market it, you know, at any time. But I'm taking my time with this, and I really I'm happy that I have written it. And I did want to um, share briefly. I um, one thing I was I have been waiting on before I kind of full blown market it is was I had a review with Kirkus Review, so I had that, and I did get that back, and it was nice. It was one of the moments notes that they no- mentioned in regards to my book. They said Harris offer- offers new approaches to being single in this debut memoir and advice guide. So I thought that was thought that was really nice. Mm-hmm. And they also referenced it as um, they said this Christian focus book offers well-intentioned, empathetic outreach to fellow singletons. So I was just like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's so great. I, I really. Yeah, so I I was really happy. It's my first book and still get some positive feedback from an independent reviewer. So I was really happy about that as well. Yeah, that's great. It's and it's great that you it's one thing to put your book out there. I mean, obviously you like you had talked about it's it you're putting your your innermost thoughts and you're exposing yes. yourself and being vulnerable with certain parts of your life. And then once Absolutely. again, you've, you've gone through the process of, of sending it to this outside reviewer, knowing that they could have come back and not said anything positive. But knowing you from what I know about you, you wouldn't have taken that personally. You would have said, okay, it's just feedback. And if you needed to adjust exactly. anything, you would have, because that's the kind of person you are. And I think that's what's so awesome. And mm-hmm. what people will get from the book is that you've in your process of overcoming. And like you said, you have this period of time um, at the end of the year, wherever, where you're reviewing what you've done and what you haven't done, yet you're not being, you know, harping on yourself. I think it's just great to be able to be in that position. And I think everybody can, if they're not already there, they can work at being there. They, They can do the same thing. So I think, you know, you living your life that way and sharing that through this book and through just, you know, in my personal experience from you, I think it's been a great honor for me to learn that and to see you evolve. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your friendship and your time. I hope you were encouraged and inspired by Renee's story. And I would love to hear what the biggest things that helped you overcome adversity in your life. You can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 010, where you can also find the show notes to this session. And I would love to hear your story and things that helped you overcome adversity. Also, if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and giving me a rating and a review, that would be really appreciated. And it will help me to continue to improve the podcast. Coming up next week in the Dancepreneuring Studio, we have an interesting discussion about the facade of advantages, getting out of your comfort zone, and building self-confidence. Until then, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.